A couple of months ago, I was driving up Alhambra, first thing in the morning to take our puppy for a hike. I was driving along when I saw a shoe in the middle of the road. And then a little further on, I saw another shoe in the middle of the road, and then another, and then another, and another. And it just kept going for this great long stretch, maybe a mile or two, there were shoes scattered all along the road. I don't know how they ended up there, if it was an accident, some huge crate of shoes that slowly fell all along the roadside, or if it was a prank, or I don't even know. But my mind returned to this long trail of dropped shoes this past week, as it seemed like the blows just kept coming. It was not just the one other shoe dropping, but many. After 20 long years of war in Afghanistan, the Taliban has taken over in days. I trust that many of you saw the videos of people running after planes, desperately hoping to escape. There is the Delta variant, now the Lambda, now I don't know how many more, and the looming questions of what these surges might look like. Makes for quite the backdrop for those of us sending kids back to school. Uh, In the first five days, we have already received two emails from the principal alerting us of COVID cases in our one elementary school. Add the explosive wildfires and the slow sting of smoke settling in among us, and it's a lot. Of course, these are just some of our collective griefs. They land on top of all the others, unfurling divorces, surgeries with uncertain recoveries, business that may or may not come back. There is a mountain of hurt among us, One shoe dropping after another, after another. As they pile up, it leaves me wondering how we still make our way forward. Where's the good news? What carries us on? I suspect that the disciples are wrestling similar questions. Disciples, I mean in the broadest sense, not just the 12, but all of Jesus' students. It's still early in John's Gospel where we are this morning, and yet already they have weathered hardship. They've followed Jesus, maybe curious, probably also skeptical, while he's driven money changers out of the temple with a whip. They've watched as he's challenged social norms by healing on the Sabbath. 
They've scratched their heads as he's shown his mysterious power to, he- to feed huge crowds. And they've given up plenty to be his disciples. Most have left their families behind to follow this rabbi. It's a, it's a move that involves risk. It means adversity not just for them, but for the families they've all left behind. And now he's pushing it further. And it is more than some of them can take. Jesus has begun to teach ideas that are especially inflammatory for the religious authorities. He's claiming that he himself is the bread. That God's presence is located not just in the temple, but in him, in his body. It is a scandalous thing to say. It's no wonder, then, that some of his disciples are shaken. The synagogue forms their whole social order, from birth to death and everything in between. And now this rabbi they follow is angering the establishment. Is it still worth the risk? Maybe one too many shoes has dropped now. With all they have sacrificed, I can't blame them for for trying to cut their losses, cling to what is still theirs, and just go home. For my part, I, I understand the pull to hold tight to what I think I've got. I want to hold on to the illusion of control, of being able to design my life and my future, to protect my children, to methodically endure the challenges that come. I want to hold on to what I've got even as my knuckles turn white. And here, Jesus calmly raises the question, Do you wish to go away? I try to see myself as he might, stretching in in a futile attempt to wrap my arms around all my life, trying to clutch at each bit as I stumble forward under the gathering weight. It's the weight of striving and hoping and amassing. It's the weight of Grieving and fearing and thrashing against what is. Jesus knows that I cannot follow while trying to hold all that. And I know this too. This is why his question to the disciples is so unsettling and so on point. It's a genuine question that he poses, whether or not we want to follow. We don't have to. But if we do, we will have to give all this over to God. Okay, but how? That's been my thorny question this week. What does it even look like in the midst of the fallout of war and plague and fire and all the rest? Enter the suchape. 
It is wisdom passed down to us from Ignatius of Loyola in the form of a prayer. A generous teacher offered it to me this week through the thick wildfire smoke. The nickname for the prayer, the suchipe, it means receive in Latin. As in praying, please God, receive all of this while we gesture wildly about. Ignatius gives us permission to say, God, take my will and also my heartbreak. Take my longing for control and my illusions of how I think things are supposed to be. Take all of it. Use what you will and chuck the rest for me because I just don't know. And God receives all of this with open arms. She takes it on our behalf. Jesus invites us into this way of giving it all over, and he answers with the words we hear in our gospel today, what we've been hearing for weeks. Jesus says, I will give you enough. I am enough. Not an extravagant feast, but the simple stuff of life. Bread. Enough to strengthen you for today. Enough to make you and all things new. And that's how the prayer ends. Ignatius leads us in longing for that nourishment. Letting this enoughness be the one thing that we do ask for. He helps us to pray that God would give us her grace and her love, that that would be enough to sustain us, even as every last shoe drops. Friends, we have lived through a lot, and still it keeps coming. We do not know when or how it will all land. It's more than we can control or carry on our own. The good news that I hear this morning is that we don't have to. Not alone. So please, pray with me. Take, Lord. And receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All that I have and possess. You have given all to me. To you, O Lord, I return it. All is yours. Dispose of it wholly according to your will. Give me your love and your grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen.